0: Ooh, about to Deb and Yvonne. This is a two-part series. It's a two we're part. we're ready to start part two. This is amazing. Let's Whew. do it. Okay, we're, we're we're let them know who we have on the show. But we're getting we're not going to be quite so serious this time. Okay, we're not going to be. so You're serious. doing introductions
1: real quick. Okay, so the <laughs> gentleman that's to my left is Reese Orlander. He's a very fabulous, wonderful person, a co-worker and a friend, colleague, and Steve Shell, and he is also good friend a colleague and a friend
0: i know so we're going to be talking about renown all things renown and all things us we're going to get personal stay tuned
2: you know out in nevada near the silver mines there's a kind-hearted woman She's looking so fine Always taking care of her community Bringing folks together is a cup of tea She's out on the road and all over the web With a big smiling heart It's about town, Deb
0: and welcome to this episode, part two part with two. Renown Health and the Foundation, and it's October, so it's like fall is coming, yes. and it is, I know we do October, so as we mentioned in the first part of the show, when you listened last week, um, it is also um, October is breast cancer, right? Awareness month. Yes. So I'm just going to throw it out there. If you haven't got a mammogram, you, you need get to get mammogram. one because yeah. I was in California for some family stuff and I had to reschedule mine, but I didn't know when to reschedule it. So I thought I'll just find one of those mammal vans. So there's like mammal vans out there. Does we not have a mammal van? Uh, Nevada has a, van yeah. there's uh, there's renown, mammal vans renown, and,
3: renown does not but it's pretty easy but, to schedule one at renown.org
0: okay because i i'm just saying that since we're it's in november i thought we might as well get that out there because that's mm-hmm. really important it is important, and um there's a lot of mental health issues and going on and it's really it's the awareness of mental health and depression and all that. And we want to make sure that if you're out, when you're listening out there, that we're here for you. So that's another thing we're going to talk about, but I'm going to let Yvonne introduce our guests and give them their titles because these are pretty important Ooh, guys here. I, her I don't think of them in terms of their titles. But, you know, I don't even know what I, their official titles wanna, are. I don't mean titles like that. Because they're both so genuine and kind. Well, we don't but have that relationship. I know that, but if somebody's listening, they might. but wanna. I have told
1: people that Reese is my boss.
0: I know that. And I so and, and just, I
1: see him as such. He's very gentle and kind about it, but he is my first minor of, so of authority. Behave yourself. So, so yes. go ahead. Yeah. So this is Reese Orlander. <laughs> he is my colleague and co-worker and friend, but he is technically my boss, a wonderful boss, very supportive, very insightful. Um and I love him. He's a good person. So well. this is Reese, and then I have Steve Shell, who's an amazing friend that I met through a friend, and then we bonded on our own. And so mm-hmm. I'm privileged to work with both of these gentlemen every day, and they're quite lovely. And
3: I am a very lucky girl. This, yes, you are. This thank, is my world. Thank you, Yvonne. We're we're quite lucky as well to
0: yeah. have you. She's, thank you. you know, I I told her she could put on her little feisty hat today because we're gonna like we were a little bit in the serious mode last week, but I'm gonna. Perk it up. Okay, so we're in the last quarter
1: of the year, so yes. it seems like a lot of things are going on in the last a quarter of the year. A lot of things. So one on. of the things I want Reese to talk about is our annual fund. Uh, you know, I, when you, I, I look at the year and I think, "Gosh, you hit October," and it's like, "Wow, we're down to the last ninety days, hundred days." Oh, don't take. even I mean, say that. You know, oh. I know it's crazy. Halloween's right around the corner, and then Thanksgiving, and then Christmas. But Reese, um, tell us a little <laughs> bit about what Renown is doing with an annual fund program
3: sure you know this year um i think more than many other years it's you know uh, we've been coming out of a couple years of turmoil and challenges um nowhere has that been more apparent than in the healthcare sector um and so the renowned health foundation this year we're really focusing our end of year appeals around making sure that we're getting the right equipment and supplies into the hands of our medical professionals and that's everything from big CT scanners, down to ultrasounds, to down to mattresses for the hospital to make sure that patients um, avoid getting additional wounds while they're in the in the hospital. So that's where we're pushing a lot of our donor support at the end of this that's year excellent. to make sure that when you come into the hospital, you have the best technology possible treating you right there here in Northern Nevada.
0: So I think it's really interesting that you said mattresses. Yeah. I d- You know, we think about the big equipment and we think about the staff and the nurses and the doctors and all this other stuff. But there's so many little, it's not a little thing, but a mattress or the sheets or the chairs that your family's sitting there waiting and holding your hand. There's so much that goes into running a hospital that we don't even think about all those little things. But you guys are thinking about it and trying to bridge the gap. Yeah, the all of, you know,
3: all of the renowned, all the dollars that Renowned Health Foundation raises, hundred percent of that goes to the hospital, but all of it stays in the hospital. So anywhere you're at a renowned facility. That is where philanthropy is in action. So yeah, whether it's the sheets, it's the chairs, it's the ultrasound, it's the IV bags. Um, we were supporting every aspect of that hospital.
1: That is so cool. And Reese, can you tell us a little bit about how, um, the mechanics of that works? The annual fund, how might we contact people to let them know that we're in the season of the annual fund Mm -hmm. and, and how they can connect with us to uh, make a donation?
3: So you'll pretty soon, a lot of our supporters will see a letter in the mail. Um, Some will see an email and then you'll see our us out on social media as well. Instagram, Facebook, et cetera. Um, Reaching out and telling you guys a little bit about how it's easy to make a contribution this year. And again, supporting that hospital wherever your heart feels the need, whether it be a dollar, ten dollars, thousand dollars, a million dollars. If you so choose. But, you know, that's coming to you and you can always reach out to us at renown.org. Um, and give at any time of the year. Many of our donors give and like to give uh, in the May, June, July period, but others prefer to give at the end of the year. And because 100% of your gift goes to the hospital, one hundred percent of your gift is tax deductible.
0: Ooh, that's a, Ooh, that's, that's a good thought lovely. too. That you, you definitely want to, you definitely want to say that. I want to thank my sponsors right now because okay, we need sponsors. to thank them. Crystal Basin Sellers. I want to thank Wilderberg Grill. I want to thank Kim Kim Surratt Law Practice, and I want to say thank you to um, the Musicians' Rehearsal Center right here in Sparks, Nevada, um, and Christian, the man behind the curtain, and Dee Dee James, and everybody who. That's a part of helping to make this happen. And number one, Yvonne, I want to thank no. you because you know you reached out a year ago and said, I want to be back on a podcast. And I'm like, okay. How are the spoken words? And so. she just did it and we made it happen. So we're gonna take our first break. When we come back. We're gonna continue our conversation. So hang tight. It's about town deb and Yvonne Murphy. And we're here with amazing renowned big wigs i call you guys big wigs we got reese and we got steve here so please stay tuned because you're going to find out some really important information that will help you and a loved one so hang tight be
4: right back now more than ever family matters and Surrat law practice has your family in mind Kimberly Surratt and her team have been helping maintain healthy families through their holistic approach to adoption and surrogacy, child custody, estate planning, and more for over 13 years. Your family law concerns are in caring hands with Surratt Law. Schedule your private consultation with a compassionate Surratt Law practice team member today by calling 775-636-8200 or visiting lawyersforfamilies.com. Surratt Law, where family matters
2: you're enjoying this episode on angel phoenix productions podcast network to explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our facebook page at facebook.com forward slash angel phoenix productions she's out on the road and all over the web with a big smiling heart it's about town, Deb. My town, your town, or any town. This is about town, Deb presents City Talk. Now back She's to the show.
0: Welcome back. It's about town, Deb. Debbie McCarthy with City Talk. Yvonne Murphy by my side, I am. my host. I get her. I got her two times this. This month. is amazing. I, I usually it. get you her. You I love being here. But I've been telling, I've been telling Yvonne that she is a wealth of knowledge and she connects people and. Being at, at the Renown Foundation, you're a connector with a heart of gold, and you know how to speak to people, let them understand how important it is. And like you said, your job is not a job. No, it's It's not. your family.
1: No, no. It's, and, and it's just an extension of who I am. Renown right. gave me a platform to be Yvonne, so it is my job to connect people. But um, I have a genuine passion and concern for our health and having gone through a lot of the various things that we've talked about grief therapy and so on and so forth, cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, I, I know the importance of good health and w- quite frankly, renown saved my life. So it's, it's a big part of who I am and I'm very proud to be part of the family.
0: Oh, all this mushy, good stuff, I know. but the whole, we, okay. We were, we were talking about, you know, October, different stuff and the fall and, I don't even want to say the holidays are coming, but they are coming. coming. It's almost Halloween and then it's going to be Thanksgiving and then it's going to be Christmas and New Year. And then we start all over again. And And it gets complicated. And it gets complicated. As you can tell, as I'm talking faster because I'm like, ah, I'm already stressed that it's coming. So with that said, I really think it's really important that we talk to these guys because... I'm already panicking and I can't breathe okay, right so now. So you just take a breath. I'm going to take a breath. Take and a breath. I want you to, to talk about the holidays and stress. So I want to talk to Steve about that because I, I think about my life and I
1: know often in my family, we regretted the holiday season, because it meant all the... People were going to be at the same table and all the issues. It's like a movie, right? That's going to play out on HBO. So talk about the end of the year and, you know, the anticipation we have for perfect Thanksgiving dinners and perfect Christmas gifts (laughs) and family members coming together that might not necessarily like each other. Talk about how uh, <laughs> mental health plays into all oh, of that. Great. You know, the
5: holidays can always be a challenging time for all of us, whether it's you know becoming stressed out because you're planning for the, the festivities or feelings of grief are resurfacing, memories from mm. the past are resurfacing. So it can be a very challenging time for people to get through. You know, There are some individuals that would just rather not even celebrate the holidays yeah. and just move past that period of time because it's painful it is. for a lot of
1: people. Yeah.
0: I'm just gonna because this is all organic, guys, and we're keeping it real. You had just said that sometimes there's people who just don't want to celebrate the holidays. Mm-hmm. So I've had this happen before and recently somebody just said to me, Hey, you know what? I just want you to know I don't want I don't want any part of Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Just so you know, I don't want you to bug me. I don't want to know, I don't want to be invited anywhere. I'm like, but but it it would be they're like, no, I have my own reasons. So when somebody says that you just, I respect it. I said okay, just know you're always welcome, but I'll respect that. Mm, but yeah. you know, there's probably so many people out there that yeah. have had something or you just lost a loved one and yeah. it's your first holiday.
5: Yeah. So, I think it's important to remember, too, you never know what someone's going through. You know, not everyone is willing to share what they've experienced. And so that person that isn't wanting to, to celebrate the holidays, there could really be a reason behind that. Mm-hmm. And that person may not be willing to tell you. And that's OK, the right? fact That you respected that person. And didn't yeah. push any harder. I think was was, I really was good. trying
0: to be a little pushy. But you know, but I always
1: like it when someone says to me, Yvonne, you might not want to come, but you're welcome to come. Well, you can no. come spend Thanksgiving right. with us. You can right. come spend Christmas with That's us. That's kind of what it's nice to know that you that someone loves you enough to say our door is open, but we respect your space if you don't want to do this.
0: It's important. No, I totally get that.
5: I think yeah. creating that welcoming environment is also key. Yeah. Making someone feel comfortable. You know, maybe they weren't thinking about, you know, celebrating, but now they are. So I think just making them feel, you know, comfortable through all of that.
0: And, and have the door open. Absolutely. But no, they don't have, you don't have to walk through the door, guys, but it's open. If and you want.
1: let us remember yeah. at Renown, everybody didn't get to celebrate holidays. Nurses and doctors oh, and yeah, all sorts of clinicians go. and <laughs> housekeepers and various people, they work through the holidays chefs. to provide care and service for people who need care and service. So yeah. I'm cognizant of that now that I work at Renown, everybody doesn't get the day off. And you know, you need doctors and nurses and x-ray technicians and respiratory therapists and, to mm-hmm. look at after us so
0: and we're telling you thank you right now guys we're gonna stop and say thank you yes because i know there's times when you have a loved one in the hospital and it's a holiday or any day yeah and they're there by your side they're not home with their families having dinner no so really we appreciate All your staff at at every facility, every restaurant you go to where there's somebody working and we're getting to be spoiled. But Steve, do
1: you find the new word is grateful? Because it seems to me if we're in a spirit of gratitude, wherever we are in our mental health journey, if you're in a spirit of gratitude, life is manageable.
5: That is absolutely the foundation, I believe, for recovery is being grateful in the moment that you are being grateful for what you've experienced, but also what's in front of you. And I think a lot of people are not focused on that or don't realize that gratitude is really the key. But one thing I wanted to mention, too, is that Renown, we're also taking care of our employees. You know, it's very important that our employees feel that support. So we provide support groups for all of our employees, for them to, 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 you know, come and experience uh, some group therapy and learn about different mental health and addiction topics. But it's also key that we take care of our staff as well and our physicians.
1: So that's I do think that's important because I think during COVID, we saw that we lost a lot of healthcare professionals and a lot of them were just stressed out. It it, yeah. it was a lot to deal with life and death. And so you're right. It is important for us to take care of our own family and we do a good job at it. I, I was at the a renowned physician this morning and I just walked in and said, I don't feel very good. And she set me down and she got it dialed in quickly. And The love and affection and care from my own physician at Renown was just remarkable. I mean, I walked in without an appointment and just looked at her and said, I don't feel good. No, you got a little sinus infection, but let me check you out. So, I mean, Renown does a good job, I think, of taking care of its own. And we are as committed to each other as we are to taking care of the community. So Mm. it's a good thing.
5: Because it's a challenge. Yeah. If you're not taking care of yourself, how can you take care of others? So I think it really starts at home. And that's sure a we're taking yeah. care of yeah. each other. That's,
0: yeah. that's a tough one. Because I always have, you know, you always tell people, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of, you know, your loved one. But sometimes it's really hard because if you're a giver and you want to keep giving... You tend to overgive sometimes, and then you're like, "I'm out of energy," yeah. and so I think we need to be able to say, "I wish I could do that," yeah. but I can't. And I think right we have now. to recognize
1: our stress because for me, when I'm not sleeping, oh. that's an indication that I'm heading towards trouble. Yeah. When you're laying there at night and you're and you can't turn your head off, and I'm thinking, "Okay, I I need a reiki appointment. I need acupuncture, acupressure. I need." um yoga i need some sort of holistic modality to calm me down but yeah or even
0: simpler than that i did a little research guys because i was trying to be Ooh, prepared you're scaring me, <laughs> i know so i don't want to get them wrong but these are something that this i'm not good at this okay Just let it rip. so eat a regular healthy diet with lots of fruits vegetables whole grains mm-hmm. lean protein and low um fat dairy Mm-hmm. Be physically active every day. I am well. I'm running around town. Is about town debt, but I'm really not being. I'm not doing like the extra walking but that could 10 be, minutes. That could
1: just be as simple as a 15 minute walk in your
0: neighborhood. Uh, well, and this is even saying 10. 10 you could okay. even do 10. 10 would be and good. I walk around my cul-de-sac because <laughs> I live in a hilly area. So even just doing that. Um, and then it said, this is kind of what you were saying. Set aside time for fun and relaxation, which could mean spending an afternoon playing outside with your kids or curling up on the couch reading a good book. And I know you like good books. Yes, I do like good and books. Then th- th- this one is really tricky. It's not really tricky but yeah did you see it yeah avoid okay <laughs> avoid, avoid alcohol, alcohol and drugs i don't do drugs but i do have a tendency to like wine a little bit so avoid alcohol and drugs both of which can alter your mood and make a bad decision seem even worse and then we'll go back to that but stay connected with family and friends because having a strong support team which is what we all would love to have um is really the, a a main set. So, I want mindset. to talk to
1: Steve about something I saw in here because I think I actually have this. Okay. Um, seasonal um, depression. Yes. I notice when we have less sunlight, I'm not as animated and I'm not as energetic. And we have a long winter here that's kind of great. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I love it. I've been here 42 <laughs> years, but. Do you see some of that? Absolutely.
5: I think that has a lot to do with it. And, you know, like in the state of Alaska, you see a higher prevalence of depression in that state. And I think a lot of it is related to the seasons there and the lack of sunlight during part of the year. So I think that has a big, big part in it. You know, here in the winters, you know, sometimes our, not necessarily here in Reno and Sparks, but up in Lake Tahoe and areas like that
1: where people are shut in for the winter. That can definitely impact your mental health. And so what are some simple things that people can do? I mean, they should eat well and drink water and, you know, take their vitamins. But what else do you recommend for a person to just try to keep their arms wrapped around that? At what point do you need to consult a professional? Well, I
5: think when you feel like your life is out of control mm. and you feel like whatever <laughs> you're focus, whatever you're trying to do for yourself is just not working, ah! you know, if you're feeling hopeless <laughs> and helpless and you know, you're having uh, moments of sadness that seem to progress to longer periods of sadness, that's a sign that you definitely need to talk to someone.
1: Mm. So this is my thought lately. So ever since the war in Ukraine, I realized I have so much to be grateful for. Stop complaining and be appreciative about the life that you have. There are people in this world that are literally running in terror. And, and this is their everyday life. And then I look at our lives. We're blessed. We have cars, friends, food, jobs. We have all these things that we take for granted. Sometimes you just need to do an assessment on yourself. What do I have to be grateful for? I have my health. I have my friends. I have a family. You know, I have opportunity. I have a place to worship. There's people in this world that don't have that. So I think sometimes you just need to do an assessment on yourself. I don't know.
0: So I'm going to throw it to Reese. You've been a little quiet over here because we have, have well, now. actually a little, I'm just going to give you a quick question because it's okay. under a minute left. So have you ever experienced any kind of loneliness or sadness? I mean, absolutely. I mean, I think it's yeah. important people see us here.
3: Absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, in engaging my support group, engaging my friends and my family, my, you know, everyone in my life to help me through that is important. But, you know, as Yvonne said, you know, try to the good place to start is try to find the things you are grateful for because if you can identify those latch onto that and start building from there
0: okay well we're grateful for this segment we're, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and continue the conversation i want to get a little personal because i want all of you to know that we are just like you and we are here for you so it's about time to have a city talking about we'll be right back we'll be back
2: enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. You know that's what you said. Come on, let's have some fun with About Town Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb Presents City Talk. Now, back to the show.
0: And welcome back. We are back. Third segment. Third segment. Yeah. Did I say third segment? You did. Or did I say fourth? I don't know. We're you just happy. <laughs> okay. You, she like gave me that question look like, see, that happens. So we, again, we're talking about holidays and being rushed and being crazy. And sometimes you're sad. Sometimes you're depressed. Sometimes you're like over the top happy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to be right now. <laughs> no, we're, we're keeping it real here. And that's what we want to do. Yes. And, yeah. um, you know, we, we have... You, you, We had you guys on last week and we were a little bit more deep into conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, But with the holidays coming, I just thought I want you guys to realize that we all struggle and we all have good days and bad days. And that's why I got personal with Reese. And I said, have you ever had that feeling? Because I think people need to know that we all do. And it's kind of part of life, right?
3: part of life and it's it's important to you know recognize that is that you're you know we're going to go through periods of sadness you're going to have anxiety you're going to have stress yes. you know if, if you're not having those um in your day-to-day life i, I don't know maybe you, you might be dead but
0: yeah Ooh, um, hope not
3: <laughs> you know you, yeah. these yeah. things are every everyone is dealing with these you know yeah. every day and it's when you know as steve said when you start losing control when the things you're trying to do to address those and help with those when those actions aren't working anymore, that's when to go seek help. And, you know, I think it's important for all of us to find, identify those moments in our life and go after it and help get the self help we
0: need. I'm putting Steve in the hot seat now. Oh, miss. You're like, you're perky like me and you're always smiling, but I guarantee (laughs) you there's days you don't feel like smiling. Has that happened to you?
5: Absolutely. I think it happens more frequently than we're willing to admit. For sure. Um, I think we all have our own challenges that we go through. And, you know, as I said earlier, there's a reason I've been working in this field as long as I have. And it's really kept me grounded and kept me moving forward. But, yes, I have my moments when I may not be feeling as hopeful or as happy as I typically am. But I think that's where I have to, you know, realize what's going on with myself and figure out how to, to get in check with everything that's going on with me.
0: So the word hope that just brought up another kind of side, a sidebar. Um, A lot of people during the holidays and anytime they do feel hopeless, they feel like I'm alone or they don't feel like they can give as much as they want to give, or they're financially strapped. And I, I feel like with the hopefulness and the financial stuff, I've, I really have stopped doing like lots of gifts and stuff with our families. We don't focus on the gifts I tell my boys, so I'm not getting a Louis Vuitton wallet no, from you. You are not. I just thought I'd throw just that out there. Throw it out there. Yeah. I wouldn't even know where to get one. Okay, just so well, you know. I can
1: help you, Child. You know I. Know. I do not know,
0: and it's probably not in my budget. Mm-hmm. But yep. I would cook you dinner. Okay, I would and say And I don't cook, you. and I would do that for you.
1: Mm, well, maybe we nice. should make reservations. I We nice. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: should
1: make reservations.
0: But I, I know, like for Thanksgiving, um what I i love to do um, with with my boys, and for Christmas. Um, and, oh, and also bring the topic up. It all goes together. If you're separated or divorced or you're, you're now you're alone and you've got kids to share Cuss. I mean, it, there's uh, so many things yeah. that gets messy. That gets messy. So yeah. I've just decided, let's take out the mess. I just say, hey, boys, cause they're older, you know, I don't care when you want to have it. You want to do breakfast, lunch, dinner. You want to do it the day before, two days before, a week after. I don't care. I just want to have a meal with you at home and we're going to cook it together. That's and beautiful. that is a yeah. gift for me to have that time. And I really think that we need to take the pressure off of money, money, money. We got to get this best gift because honestly, or even flowers, I don't even like to give flowers because they die. I'd rather have somebody have a cup of coffee with me and sit there and actually listen.
3: Yeah. Well, mm. I think a lot of times, you know, we, we focus too much in on like finding that perfect gift and matching that gift up to that person. You know, I, I think about my son, you know, I could give him a, you know, a box or just any sort of thing and just say like, look at this thing. It's so great. And he's like, this is awesome. I love this so much. And it's because I gave it to him. It yes. wasn't like the object itself. Yes, you know he doesn't. You know he's got uh, you know twenty different little race cars. He doesn't need another race car, but because I gave him the thing, that was the thing that he was most yes. excited about.
0: It was time with dad. So doesn't mm-hmm. that
3: remind you of when we got the Quaker
0: oat
1: box and you put some rocks oh. or something <laughs> yeah. in it, and you just totally
0: into the Quaker <clears throat> oat box? What did that
1: cost you? But yeah. so that makes sense that his son would respond that. No, way.
0: it's totally. It's totally. So terrible. you know one of the things I
1: think about the holidays when people say, "Oh, I don't have any friends." Well, the best way to have friends is to be a friend. I knew you were going to say that. So that's the first thing. And the second thing I want to say is service. When I was young, I read a quote by Albert Schweitzer, and it talked about being of service to mankind. So a way to fill that void and to create people in your life is to be of service. Volunteer for something. There's something, there's a program for everybody. You can go out to the food bank and volunteer. You can volunteer at Renown. You can volunteer all over town. But I think if you're of service and if you want to have a friend, then just be a friend. I think the holiday season will be a lot easier for you and I know what it is to go through a holiday season with the grief and the first year that the spouse is gone and so on and so forth but at the end of the day I find that people love me because I love them so totally people agree. tend
3: to give you what you give yeah. so you know, Renee, uh, yeah I have a, a good story for that um, a couple weeks ago I got a phone call at work um, <laughs> from a lady and um, it was this was on a tuesday and on friday the previous friday her husband had passed away in hospice care um Renown health had helped him at, um, in hospice and with our home health team and she called me and she's like i i have to help you guys you guys have done so much for me i have to help and in order to get through this period of my life i have to help you how do i volunteer how do i donate you know how can i make sure that this community that stood up for me i can now give back to them and be a part of that community. And I think getting involved in those situations, whether it be volunteering, helping your friends, helping your family move some furniture. um, You know, I think those things just help build that network and make us a lot. I have something
0: really simple that you could do. That's been done for me. And I probably have shared it before. I live in a cul-de-sac. And I'm so blessed that I have a cul-de-sac, that it has, we've all been there a long time. And like you said, <laughs> during the last break, I'm trying to call my neighbors to open the door let the furniture people in and, or like, if you need to really seriously, we borrow a cup of sugar. Like we, mm-hmm. you know, borrow somebody's washing machine or dryer, but my neighbor next door, Dave, um, he's a Vietnam veteran amazing him and his wife. And he, I should be doing this for him but he literally takes my trash out
1: my neighbor does and that.
0: he puts it in or if he sees that the sprinklers whatever he'll say hey Deb, you know talk to the gardener this is doing this or his wife knows they know i love her chili they'll knock on the door and just give me a bowl of chili and i'm like cuz i don't cook and yeah. he's like but i'm just saying it's a little thing it, it doesn't is the little need things. it doesn't need to be a big thing it's as simple as that. Uh, knocking on your door and saying i haven't seen you in a while you doing okay it's that listening or just going next door and sitting down and just tell me what's been happening. Yeah. And they may take it a moment, a but things. then they start sharing.
1: Yesterday I was running some errands at, at work and I, I guess we have a $5 store here. I didn't know we had a $5 store. And I thought we, we only had no, 10 no, there's cent a dollar. No, It's the old pier one over yeah. off, by. Uh, oh, that's Whole a food. $5 it's, store. Mm-hmm. So it just so happens. I stuck my head in and saw something that a coworker would like, and I walked in and I bought it and I, Got, got back to the office and I gave it to her and she said, Oh, you're fine. You're so nice. And I said, look, it's the little things that make a difference. It brought a smile to her face. It made her feel remembered in love. It's $5. It lit up her afternoon. And I thought that's the best $5 I ever spent. I agree. And then she sent uh-huh. me an email message about how kind you are and how nice you are. But it, it's the little things you do for people that make a difference. And then the scheme of mental health, for example, a lot of times you're feeling down and then, and recently is a good person at reading my body language. So (laughs) when I'm not feeling 100%, he's, are you okay? He always asks. It's so the little thing. What
0: do you say? There's I always another tell question. the
1: truth. We have a, we have a no. friendship. I always tell him the truth. She's very honest. I'll just tell him I'm not feeling good physically or I'm nervous about something I'm doing in my personal life. or No, we have an understanding that we would always tell each other the truth. So when he inquires, I have a fiduciary responsibility to answer him truthfully. Oh, I love how she just oh, said child, that. Oh, child, you better no, watch out. You know I get asked. I know you. Oh, uh, know,
3: is that serious? But, uh, no, but, no, no, I have to no. tell him But how
1: many it, times? It's accountability. It's
0: It gives somebody a sense of, hey, she's not okay right now. No, I love it. I, I'm getting better and yeah. saying, yeah, I'm doing no, I'm not doing good. I'm having a really. And I inquired day. to my other
1: coworkers, Hey, how are you doing today? How was your weekend? How's the dog? How's how's mom and dad? I mean, it's just the little things that make a difference. And a little bit of
3: kindness and, goes and, a long and it's, way. And it's worth worth your time to take yes. that time out of your it day is. to do that.
0: It no, is. it totally going is going back uh, to mental
5: health. It's it's yeah, you know, it's important to have that honest conversation. It is yeah. like we said earlier. It all starts with that conversation.
0: <sighs> it's asking the question and not being afraid to ask it. I think that's a lot of times. I'm I I know I need to ask it, but I'm like I'm afraid to ask it. I'm not sure what I'm you know like do yeah. I Don't am I asking about- it right? Am I saying it the right way?
3: The fact that you're asking it and listening—that's the right thing. That's the gift
5: you never yeah. know the impact that that act of kindness will have on someone. Correct. Because again, you don't know what that person's going through. No,
0: I, I totally, I totally agree with you with that. And that um, can be as simple as
1: a hello. Or a smile. Door. A smile, I love holding the hold- door for an elderly person. Doors open Something simple people. makes all the difference in the world. That might yeah. be the only nice thing that happened to them that day. That's
0: correct. That's oh, We have a little bit of time in this. I'm going to tell you a little story about the the bands. This was a really cool story. So, you know, I I ordered a lot of them and, you know, we're giving them out to the healthcare workers. Like if they got a lunch, like, like, like like with Chewy's at Midtown, they were delivering Mm -hmm. food. So I gave him these to help put in and I was trying to think who else can I, you know, do it with. So I was sharing with it on social and somebody saw that I had it and they said, that is so nice. You're trying to cheer up people. So. The one gal messaged me and she said, I work at Safeway and my employees that are there are being treated so rudely. Mm. This was in the beginning of it when you had to let, you can't yeah. go, you know, you can go in and and she said, I just want to let them know that they're important. And I said, sure, I'll bring I, I gave her like 300 of them. And she literally said they were almost in tears to thought to think that somebody wow. said we are together in this and just a simple blue band. And I'm just like, here, take them. That's what it's for. But it just helped them realize that somebody who didn't even know them was worried about them and just wanted to give them something really simple to say we are together in this. So, yeah, but that's what I mean. It doesn't need to be a lot. I
1: I just wanted to say before we're done, um, we we have a renowned donor and she called to me last evening. She asked my cell number and she said she was having a hard time and she needed to vent. And I let her do that. And when I was done listening to her. She said, what am I going to do, Yvonne? And I said, you know, now this is my vernacular. This works in my world. I said, I'm going to have, I'm going to pray for you. And there was this long pause and she said, I love you. Thank you. There you go. So I get to work this morning. What's one of my first emails? Renowned Health Foundation, right? She said, the great Renowned Health Foundation, she wrote. You love me. You listen to me. You pray for me." You it. just never know what little simple I thing know. you're doing that makes a difference for people. You just never know. Okay,
0: it's time for another break. Okay, take a break. We'll Fine. be right back for our final segment. Our it's final about segment. Time to have Be right back. Bye.
4: Now more than ever, family matters, and Surratt Law Practice has your family in mind. Kimberly Surratt and her team have been helping maintain healthy families through their holistic approach to adoption and surrogacy, child custody, estate planning, and more for over 13 years. Your family law concerns are in caring hands with Surratt Law. Schedule your private consultation with a compassionate Surratt Law practice team member today by calling 775-636-8200 or visiting lawyersforfamilies.com. Surratt Law, where family matters
2: you're enjoying this episode on angel phoenix productions podcast network to explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our facebook page at facebook.com forward slash phoenix productions ready to help from her toes to her head just give her a shout call about town deb my town, your town, or any town. This is about town dev presents city talk. Now back to the show.
0: And welcome back. This is our final segment of our second our part two. How do you say that? Final yeah, segment exactly. of our second show.
1: That sounds good. Whew.
0: We it. Anyway, I, I I just wanna make sure we get out huge thank yous. Therese and to Steve and to you for your inner, I mean, even though I kind of knew them and I knew Steve, it was your idea to do more with Renown and to talk about it. And I really, really, really hope that in the future, I would love to have a, a segment at least, once a month or once per show, with just giving a little simple way you can make a difference or how you can help or places to go that you might need. Because I really feel like we're so busy with our daily lives that we don't even think about it. Right? We're just, I'm like, I'm literally like running a rat race today. I'm by here, here, here. And I'm gonna get home and probably wouldn't have ate dinner. I probably wouldn't have ate. And then I'm gonna be tired. I'm gonna be grumpy. And I'm gonna say, I, I need to breathe and I need help. Who do I call? Yeah. You know, I mean. Well, you call me. I, I will call you. But I'm just it, I feel like we we all need to find that time. and and mm-hmm. I don't I want to make sure that before this show ends, that number one, we each make sure we give our contacts and who to call when you need to call. But I also want because you guys are in a you guys are doing good stuff, and you don't do good stuff without a good role model. Mm-hmm. So I would love you to share who wants to go first? Who is your role model? and why did it make such a difference to where you are today? I think it should be for our guests because I speak all the time. So Steve, no, wait, I mean, it's Steve for them. as looking at.
1: I can start. Okay.
0: Steve is going to start. <laughs>
1: Well, hey this show. is an easy one for
5: me. Uh, my dear friend, Ramona, in Memphis, Tennessee, Okay, she was a nurse for over 50 years, also an executive in healthcare, mm-hmm. And we came from very similar backgrounds with similar you know, family challenges. And she really uh, showed me her passion for behavioral health. And I think that's oh. what led me down that path and why I've stayed in it as long as I have. But she's probably been my most dynamic mentor. I've had a lot of great mentors through the years. I've been very fortunate to work with some really, really great people in this industry. But she's the one that stands out the most for me. Just her caring and her passion, you know, really, really motivated me and had had a huge impact on me. And again, I think it's why I've stayed in this field for thirty years now. And I hate to even say thirty
0: years. So, what age? What age were you when all this was happening?
5: I first met her when I was
0: twenty-four years See, old. See, I, I was thinking yes. because I I feel like I mean, there's kids are starting younger and younger, getting into their fields. and And she took me under her
5: wing and again it wasn't something that i set out to do with my life but i think because we shared similar backgrounds wow and you know i was able to understand my family challenges more you know through her i think that's what led me down this path and that's why i'm so you know passionate about it now i mean i do feel like it's my calling and that's why i'm going to continue to fight and do whatever we can to get people the help that they need
0: i love it reese what about you that's a tough
3: question. I have to say, you know, there's been so many people in my life who really people <laughs> inspired me and pushed me, you know, um, as cliche as it's going to be, you know, I'll, I'll put my mom out there first and foremost, you know, someone who, um, you know, took, put my hand to paper and said, you have to do the work and push me and, you know, pulled me along and, you know, always challenged me to say, well, is this what you actually want to do? Are you, are you making a difference in your, in your life and your family's life and your community's life? Mm -hmm. Could you do more? Could you do more? Could you do more? And that's, you know, she's, she continues to push me today. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the other person I would put out there is uh, Dr. Larry Etner. He was one of my very first professors in grad school. And really kind of opened my eyes to the world of nonprofits Mm -hmm. and the way they work and the way they give back to this, to our communities, um, and the role they really have in our society. Mm -hmm. And that so much in this world does not happen without nonprofit business. And, you know, I, he was somebody who just kind of pushed excellence and said, okay, well, this is how they're doing it. How can you do it better? how can you make it so that more lives are changed through the work of this organization? So
0: I'm going to go a little deeper. Sure. Younger age. What was the first fundraiser that you ever were involved in? Mm. I mean, it could, you know, that uh, it, I participated in, or, or, or no. no, no. Well, wow, okay. Participated and ran uh, in what age participated in the,
3: probably, you know, some school fundraiser in, in elementary school. Yeah. I went to Roy Gomm when local, uh, local, <laughs> yep, just not too far away from here. Um, so we had a bunch of like little school fundraisers and then in grad school, I got involved with a prostate cancer foundation oh, okay. called Movember and, <laughs> yes. um, did a uh, fundraiser for them. Um, did a, uh, pledge fund a need during the month. And then we did a big dinner gala that I put on. Um, and we raised, oh gosh, I can't even remember maybe 10,000, 8,000, $10,000. Wasn't very much.
0: What about you, Steve? I mean, I mean, I I can totally remember some of my first fundraisers, but I was just curious. Well, I think the one that stands out for the most
5: it has is related to animals. But I remember participating in fundraising when back in grade school. That's, my parents got me in fundraising got got me involved in fundraising at an early age. But animals really stand out for me.
0: That's cool. I would say my one of my first ones, I was in junior high school. I was the activities person, vice president or something, and I did a somersault a thon where you were in the gym and you just you you pledged so many pennies or whatever it was and we raised money for that. And then the other one we would um Wait, we would how, som- how many somersaults did you do? I don't know. I was young Are we then. talking like five or are we talking Oh no, we're 20? Ta- no, we're talking like Hundreds. Oh, my God. We're talking oh. going around the gym, and you're just somersaulting, somersaulting, okay. somersaulting. Well, and that was really a fun way, because nobody had done a somersault-a-thon. The first on, time
3: I've ever heard of it. I, on, we're going to have you do one of those. Ooh, so You can do one. That you don't be be want I, I, I
0: couldn't do one now. Ooh, I'd be all over the place. That would be the senior, so okay. You know, but I, I oh. kind of feel like we, at a young age, and our parents are a lot to do with that. You know, whether it's Brownies, Girl Scouts, Cub Scouts, Bluebirds, mm-hmm. I did it all. And my parents thought that was so important that I was part of an organization that gave back. So I literally started, um, and I look what I'm doing now. I mean, all I've, I've always been involved with fundraising in some sense. And then I worked for St. Albert's church. I did their golf tournaments or wine tasting all there. did wine tasting. I did you
3: know, Deb, all that. Cause you know, we, in the, in the fundraising world, we always say, and it plays out this way. Philanthropy is not a learned behavior. It is a taught behavior. Somebody has to teach you how to be of service to your community and ways to (laughs) get back, either as a volunteer or donate.
0: But see, I was taught by my teachers, too. I don't know if they do that now, but I mean, I'm talking elementary school, junior high school, high school. I was continuously the one who organized, let's rah-rah, let's raise money. And I'm still to this day, in a sense, nonprofits are part of who I am. Yeah. And a lot of people say to me, why do you do that? Like, I'm like, I don't know any other way. And I think that if it's, if you have it in your soul, nobody can stop you and you could succeed in no matter what you're. It's beautiful. Yeah. But no, think about it. Yes. You know how many times people say to me, why are you doing that? You shouldn't donate. So I'm like, I don't do it because I'm just doing it. Cause I, I don't know. I, I want to do it. It's you know i don't think people need to understand that
3: it brings a lot of gratitude yeah Yeah. you're you're changing your community but the gratitude that you generate for yourself you know in healthcare we talk about you know giving is healing gratitude is healing Mm. the act of giving the act of helping your community will heal you it will
0: so i think we should all challenge somebody out there what 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 can what can you do today What can you do this week in your community to make a difference? So
1: let me tell you, when I found out about the word philanthropy, I didn't even know what it meant, but let me tell tell you how I found out about it. My father gave me a copy of a town and country magazine, and there were sections in it dedicated to these women who were raising millions of dollars for the Houston Symphony. But what was fascinating to me is these women were beautiful, and they were in their ball gowns, and ooh. the word philanthropy was up there, and I said, ooh, I <laughs> well, want to be, be that, that. <laughs> when I grow up, child. So I didn't stray far from the magazine, let me tell you. So th- that is how I learned about it. But I, I want to answer that question about uh, who were your influences. First and foremost, I am my father's daughter. I am thousand percent programmed by my dad. Uh, I remember when my parents divorced. they stayed friends, but I I said I said, Dad, if you and mama divorced, it had to be her fault because it's not
0: <laughs> possible
1: he did anything wrong. <laughs> love my daddy. Um, so my my first great mentor was my dad. but the person who most influenced me to be who you're looking at today is my grandmother. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was a kind, considerate, loving, gentle beautiful soul and she just had the ability to bring the best out in others and I just looked at her in awe so my dad for a part of it and my grandmother for a huge
0: part of it so okay well we're down to the last minute and a half I can't
1: believe it child because I got a lot to say about my fabulous you life, could but continue okay.
0: on <laughs> next episode next episode you can so I would like um, um thank you Steve and thank you Reese yes if one last shout out Any last thing you want to get out and a website?
5: Yes. So regarding mental health, please take care of yourself, but also remember to take care of each other. Mm -hmm. And so a phone number that you can call at Renown to seek help or just to ask general questions is 775-982-5419. And I also have to get a plug in for the new 988, Yes, which is a 24-7 crisis hotline.
0: Can you call that from anywhere?
5: Anywhere, yes. United States. And it's also uh, texting as
3: well.
0: 988. Okay. Okay. Reese. The last final, when it's done, it's done. It's all you.
3: If you want to get involved in your community, get involved. There's lots of nonprofits out there. If you want to help Renown Health Foundation and help Steve and provide more behavioral health care and addiction care in this community, reach out to us. Renown.org is the easiest way to get hold of us. Or you can call us at 775-982-5545.
0: Okay. I love y'all. I thank I y'all. I'm trying you. to do the accent. I promise I might do an accent. I'm really trying. Get it close. Yeah. Okay. Can you say about town Deb in an accent?
5: About town Deb.
0: About town Deb. About town Deb. About town Deb. Is that with an accent? That so was close. About town so close. Deb, signing out. City Talk with Yvonne and with Reese and with Steve. We will see you next week. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.
2: This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.